Terry, the love of God just flowing through us. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit of love. We've used examples of John the Baptist, that he was telling us there's a new way of thinking, and that thinking is through love. And Jesus demonstrated love, and he walked in the Spirit of that love. In John chapter 15, starting with the first verse, and we were talking about fruit, and how in order to bear fruit, we have to abide in Christ. And what we're actually abiding in is the Holy Spirit of God. Dwelling in that Holy Spirit. Where our mind and thoughts are on God, so that He can prune our branches, prune our mind. Focused. Yes. We're focused on Him. And He says, well, we'll cut this little part away, and there'll be more fruit. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes. That's what our Lord and Savior did for us. He placed us back into that relationship with the Father so that we could bear fruit. What Satan stole from us yes. was love, and now he's reinserted love yes. through the Holy Spirit, through his word. And if we dwell in that place of God, his dwelling place, that spirit of God now that's in us, will bear fruit. In John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me, and this is, what, this is what happens when you abide in the Father, when you abide in understanding the fruit that you now have within you, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. You can go to the Father and ask Him, Father, who am I to talk to? Who am I to minister to? What words do I use? Yes. Yes. Because you're within the Father's will. And I can ask him, Lord, I know these people are in bondage. Give me the words to say to them. That's how we can go to the Lord in prayer and ask him for anything. It's because we are now walking in love. It's not self-interest. It's wanting to do the Father's will. You have to have confidence in believing that the Spirit of God is going to talk to me and tell me, these are the words I want spoken. This is who I want you to talk to. We have to be receptive and open to this, hearing from the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that's a growing process. Absolutely. The more you grow in understanding the fruit of the Spirit working in our lives, the easier it becomes to hear from the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. And that's when this world falls away from you, this natural realm. Because you're walking in that spirit of love, that supernatural realm. And the end result is verse 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Amen. Now it's referring to the disciples that Jesus was speaking to, but it's also referring to us as well. Sure. The next verse. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Continue you in my love. John 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, oh, yeah. even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Whoa. Verse 11, Terry. This okay. is where we want to go. <clears throat> These things. You're going to see the key word. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. 
Hope I didn't blow up the mic, but that's joyful. <laughs> that's awesome. Joy. Mm. That's the second fruit of the Spirit. Yes. Love, joy. Your joy is fulfilled as you grow in love. If you don't have much joy, it's because you're not growing in love. Man, isn't this something, Terry? This is awesome. <laughs> Just how this all flows. This is awesome. Verse 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Well, if you're giving somebody your coat, aren't you laying your life down a little bit in an in a, in a expression of love? It goes right back to John the Baptist about give your coat. Yes, and a meal and the, yes. the, the tax collectors and yeah, the soldiers. Wow. When you grow in love, your joy is fulfilled. Verse 14, ye are my friends if you do whatever I command you. That means Verse, hearing from the Spirit of God yes. does this. Doing only what the Father says to do. What's the Father's will? It's for us to walk in love. Yeah. Because over here in verse 8, same chapter, my father is glorified. When we walk in love, he is glorified. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, he is glorified. And that gives you joy. That will give you peace through your, for your circumstances you have in life. Yeah. That's or, the third fruit. Yeah. You will have peace. <laughs> uh, we got to skip down a couple of verses, but <laughs> I just... I'm just thinking about if the world, verse 18, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Man, when you get out there in the world and full of peace and joy and love, and they call you fanatic. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> because they have no understanding. That's right. They don't have the Spirit of God living within them. That's it. To give them that revelation knowledge. I'm over here in chapter 16, verse 33. Oh my. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. We just covered joy and peace. Yes. <laughs> this is how you have peace. When you grow in love, mm -hmm. joy begins to manifest in your life, and you have peace beyond all understanding, don't you? Yes. Let me define the peace. I think this is perfect. Peace, primarily peace with God, peace with your fellow man and ourselves. I don't know if this has done a very yes. good job, but that's exactly what it, it is. It's it's peace with our fellow man and ourselves. We're justified and forgiven. We're, we walk in the spirit of forgiveness. We have this peace. That's the way you can relate to your fellow man yes. is because you understand the love, the joy, and you can have peace. You can have peace even when people are mean to you because you understand their condition, that they don't have that peace sure. and joy and love in their life. That's how the Lord did it. He understood their... That's how he went to the cross. Yes. He knew the minds of men. He understood, and he loved them. And we have that capacity because we have the mind of Christ. So now we understand the mind of men their fallen nature. That's what we understand. Exactly. And, and, and we go around all the time. I say it to myself, I just don't understand how this person could be like this. But when you begin to grasp and understand yourself, the love of God, then it makes sense. But it, then it goes right into the next fruit of the Spirit. Mm. 
long-suffering. Sure enough. <laughs> you yeah. see the progression? Yeah. Wow. Because you can't manifest long-suffering, which is patience. You cannot manifest that in your life until you have love, you understand love, you understand where your joy comes from, and you understand peace. Peace with God and peace with man. My goodness. When you understand those three principles, then you can move on to the long-suffering, don't you? Yes. And the definition of long-suffering is, is the quality of self-restraint. Wow. <laughs> and it says long-suffering equals patience. Because some translations say patience instead of long-suffering. Correct. And this is what patience is. This is what I found interesting. Patience is the quality that does not surrender to circumstances or succumb under trial. When trials come into your life, you don't let it affect you. You, you endure those injuries. <laughs> I've got a definition there. Of, that's good. You endure. This is, someone says something to says you. Some, yeah, insults you, whatever. Or does something to you. You're just long-suffering. Because why? Because you understand man's condition. Yes. And you're walking in love. Wow. That's what you're doing. We're walking. We're beginning to walk like Jesus walked. Walking in the Spirit. Hmm. My goodness. Only doing the Heavenly Father's will. Galatians 5, 25. I think that's right. Yeah. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So we have life in the Spirit. Now we're to live in the Spirit. And that's through the fruit of the Spirit. It's all knowledge. When you have the knowledge of understanding God's love, you have the knowledge of joy, you have the knowledge of peace, you have the knowledge of long-suffering. And I'm not talking head knowledge. I'm talking where it gets within you and you start beginning to have compassion and love like Jesus did for the sick. That's why he laid hands on them to heal them. Yes. Because he understood their condition. The power of God was in him. The yes. love flowed out of him. Yes. It was compassion. The Spirit of God was doing that. was flowing through individuals. Let me read this again. Same scripture, Galatians 5, 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amplified says... If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. By the Spirit of God that lives within us, each and every believer. And then, next verse amplified, 26, let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another and envying and being jealous of one another. So if you're walking in love, you're not walking in all this other junk. No. When you start understanding, I'm, we're being repetitive to this, but we have to be. Yes. Because it was repetitive for me to understand it. I'm getting it, a greater revelation. Well, we all are. Yes. Of the love. I mean, just talking about it, it is, it is, I'm overwhelmed by yeah. the love that Holy Spirit is putting in my mind. The love, the joy, the peace that I can now have through understanding. 
And therefore, I, that equals long-suffering. When people don't understand, especially Christians, let's just tell like it is here. We get upset over the things the world does, and we shouldn't. And That's the ex- reason being mm. because they have no knowledge of God's love or very little of God's love at best. So therefore, they're not walking in joy and peace. They're not long-suffering. They're not gentle. They have no meekness, no self-control. They have none of that. So what you're saying is, if I'm truly born again, I better be manifesting some of this stuff. Sooner or later. Love manifests sooner or later. If not, you're going to be a carnal Christian. Yes. And that's what Paul was always struggling with as well, because you see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 2, and 3. A carnal Christian. And to be be carnally minded is death. Spiritually death. Spiritually. Because, you be. <laughs> because you're still led by the old nature, your old way of thinking. And that's what's happening in society. If you're a carnal Christian, you're still led, trying to be led by your old way of thinking. You're not being led by the Holy Spirit of God. Yes. Then you become, you become effective when you're led by the Holy Spirit of God. You're, you're no longer this carnal Christian who is... Got their ticket punched to heaven, floating down the river of grace (laughs) on an inner tube, and whatever happens, happens. No, no. Now you're led by the Holy Spirit of God to produce the fruit that's inside of you. We have to change ourselves first in order for other changes to manifest in society or in the world. Until that takes place within each and every individual, understanding the fruit of the Spirit and walking in that fruit of the Spirit, there'll be no change. So we need to focus on ourselves and not other people. We've been given this awesome gift of love by the grace of God. Now what do we do with it? We learn to walk in the Spirit by love, manifesting the fruit so that other people will be drawn to God's love. Isn't that why we live and breathe now? Because we have the very presence of God in us. That same love that flowed out of Jesus now is in us, available as we renew our mind to what it is that we have. It can flow out of us so that other people will know him that's what you're wanting you're wanting that love to flow out of us yes and jesus demonstrated that love he walked in the spirit of god and that's what we're trying to convey most of us are not walking in the spirit of god you can tell what comes out of people's mouths whether they're walking in the spirit of god or not is it edification exhortation and comfort are they walking in the fruit of the the spirit of what we've been talking about, love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. If what comes out of their mouth is doom and gloom and fear, they're not walking in the fruit of the Spirit. They're walking in their old nature. We don't want to bring condemnation. We want to show them that God loves us. He's placed in us everything we need for life and godliness. And that leads to another fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) Gentleness. Yes. Being moderate and kind. Being fair-minded with other people. So again, 
the condition of the world or the unsaved or even the carnal Christian. We deal with them with a gentleness. Right. We're not judging them. We understand their condition. And the only way I can do this is to be totally relying on the Holy Spirit of God in me, His love. It's the only way I can do it. See the progression here? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. It's a building block. It goes back to in Ephesians where it talks about building the temple. That's what you're doing with the fruit of the Spirit. You're stacking stone upon stone to build the temple, to become a solid temple. It is all nine of the fruit of the Spirit that are listed in Galatians 5, and 23. That's what the temple is. We have the foundation is Christ. Now the Holy Spirit is building on that foundation. We're all part of this. We all have a part to play. If we become a carnal Christian, the body hurts somewhere. We're all part of the body. Yes. So we all have a part to play. Don't think that your part is insignificant in any way. Whether you're changing diapers in the nursery or you're on worldwide TV, we all have a part to play. Or if you're a factory worker. That's it. Because it goes back to John the Baptist again about the soldier. (laughs) Or a tax collector. Yes. Or just out in the mob. (laughs) Yes. We all have a part to play. We all have a, a love of God in us to manifest itself as a fruit. Do you realize the only reason we have soldiers, we have government, we have those things is because there's no manifestation of love. We're kept controlled by law. If we can begin to understand that we're to walk in love, and if everyone right here on earth was to walk in love, you would need no government. You would need no soldiers. Would you not? That's an awesome revelation. That's true. (laughs) Because love is all of these fruits. Yes. Joy and peace and long-suffering and People gentleness. would be taking care of one another, providing could, needs for one another. There'd be goodness, moral excellence, and virtue. Terry, this is what God intended from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. Oh, yes. Come on, preach it. This was what <laughs> God intended. Yes. Society to be. He gave us dominion over the world. He said, here... I'm trying to just think what it would have been like. Oh, I was I was there a few seconds ago, and I, I lost it. I don't know. <laughs> Walking in that love, a, a society that's totally and completely led by the spirit of love. Yeah. Totally and completely. There's joy and peace. Long-suffering. Long-suffering gentleness, gentleness. Goodness. Goodness. Faithfulness. What a society. Meekness. Let's get this revival going in us. Let's awaken my spirit and your spirit, and let's just go. That's what Jesus was talking about in the Beatitudes. Yeah. That's the revival. And it's going to come about through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. If we want revival in society, we have to revive ourselves to the understanding of what we now have in Christ. Mm. Seeking that kingdom of God. Yes. He loves us unconditionally. Yes. Learning to understand that. And, and sharing that l- unconditional love that's in us with mankind. And when I'm saying mankind, the person you meet this afternoon or tomorrow morning, whoever comes across your path. Yes. You let that 
unconditional love of God flow out of you. Don't judge them. You're going to get their attention, Mitch, because you're not like the rest of the people I know. <laughs> because you're not condemning me. That's right. Jesus didn't condemn us. He <laughs> says, right. I'm not here to condemn you. That's why the people were drawn to him. Yes, it was that love. Yeah. It just it's, That's why they were healed. Yeah. The Holy Spirit of God works through flowing. love. And if you want the gifts of the Spirit to manifest in your life, you have to walk in love. Amen. Yeah, that's it. Begins with love. It does. Joy and peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness all follow. Then we get down to faith, faithfulness. Doing what doing what you say you're gonna do. Faithfulness is built by what we've talked about in Romans chapter ten, seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith begins to blossom in your life. That's how faithfulness begins to mature in your life. God is faithful. He doesn't deviate. Mm. We're to be faithful and not deviate. The definition I have, faithfulness is faith in God, not man. Ooh, that's good. And the other definition I have, a firm persuasion, a conviction based upon hearing. So it goes back to faith comes by hearing Mm. and hearing by the Word of God. But it's always a faith in God or Christ or things spiritual. And, it, and the Lord spoke to me and he says it equals rest in God's word. It equals rest. When you come to that knowledge, you have that faith, you rest in God. Oh, man. Hebrews chapter 4, doesn't it? Talks about resting. Oh, it's when all you over have, Hebrews 4. Yeah. When you begin to rest in God, that means you're walking in faith. You're trusting and relying upon the word that you've heard through either by reading or the spoken word. That's how this all materializes. That's how your faith begins to blossom. Let me just read a little sure. <laughs> Hebrews 4 here. He's telling us, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. I don't want to come short of the love of God. Think about this. If we come short... And the love of God, that affects all the rest of the fruit, the other eight. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. It affects your joy, it affects your peace, it affects your long-suffering. If, if people can ever get this in their head, and the one thing I'm going to hammer on is relationships in marriage. Mm. I deal with that a lot with people. And it's because they're not understanding the love of God. They're still trying to relate in that fleshly love. And that fleshly love is satisfying self. When you understand God's love, this is what begins to mend your marriage, mends your relationship with individuals. Because you're starting to walk in love, you're thinking about others. You're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking how I can please my spouse, how I can please other workers. This is the love of God. That's the definition of love of God. Then all the other fruit of the Spirit begin to blossom in your life. Right. But to get people past that first hurdle of understanding God's love is the biggest hurdle because that requires denying self and examining oneself. You know, Mitch, we've been talking about uh, revival in ourselves, uh, getting this love of God flowing. I really do believe that that's why marriage is under attack today by Satan. If he can destroy that 
picture. I see marriage as a picture of his love for us, his total sacrifice for us. But in a marriage, there's sacrifice. There's, there's things that we do as individuals, as mates, as husbands and wives that Satan hates. He wants to destroy that relationship. And it's one of the most obvious things on this earth. Jesus always used the analogy of marriage. Right. It's that intimacy. It's that togetherness. We're the bride. We're to be one in the spirit. Yes. That's why it's represented with a marriage. Right. Men and women is that oneness. If we can begin to manifest in the physical this awesome love that God has in us in our marriages, then society changes. <laughs> changes. Though. Yes. Just what we've been talking about. And it goes right back. I'm I'm still in awe of this Luke chapter three with John the Baptist and what he was trying to change society. This is how society changes and will change. And Jesus expounds upon that. And that's what we're to do. Yes. And that's why we're teaching on the fruit of the Spirit. So people can begin to grow in God's love in order for revival to take place and change in our life and relationships with our wives, with our kids, with our co-workers, with society as a whole. That's why we've been trying to define this fruit so that people will recognize when they're, when they're producing bad fruit. Yes. When they're not, then when they don't have peace, they, they've wandered off somewhere, or if there's no, no long suffering. Yeah, or, or their gentleness, they're not being kind. Yes. Or they're not being faithful. Or meek. Being humble. We Temperance. Have, yes. Self-control. Mild and calm. Temperance, self-control, mild and calm, self-restraint over your whole being, spirit, soul, and body. There you go. Man. We want to be in that relationship where our spirit, soul, and body are one. Just as the Father in heaven is one with God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Wow. God Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. Spirit, soul, and body is where we're headed with this fruit, yes. this love. That love. Yeah.